Okay, here we go again. Okay, this is Thursday, March 3rd, 3 slash 3 of uh, 2022. So, without further ado, let's uh, play my play-in music. You are listening to KPCALP. Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM, and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is The Midnight Skeptic. The views of The Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not, necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, uh, first thing I got to say is the views of the Midnight Skeptic, as was uh, said in my uh, intro music and recording, uh, the views of the Midnight Skeptic are not not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access or KPCA, the radio station associated with them, although my views should be their views. And uh, in matter of fact, uh, my views should be the views of all humanity everywhere around the world. Why, why limit it to just my listeners? I don't think that any of my listeners really uh, are of a uh, MAGA head, con- Republican, conservative bent. Most of my viewers and listeners uh, agree with me, but I like to uh, highlight things that are going on in the world for the benefit of all my viewers on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, (laughs) you know, this is kind of getting off to a bad start here. Anyway, I want to remind all of you to uh, send all hate mail and especially death threats and uh, especially compliments and suggestions for what I might talk about on some future show and send everything, emails, to themidnightskeptic at gmail.com. That's all one word. It's all lowercase. Okay, shout-outs real quick. I'm going to try to get through this. My international listeners um, that are listening on uh, Anchor.fm, mostly it's uh, Spotify. Um, I got a couple in the UK. I got a couple in Ireland, a couple in Germany. One person, don't know whether it's male or female, in the Czech Republic. And... uh, Uh, Speaking of the Czech Republic, uh, I urge you to take in as many Ukrainian uh, people as possible that are fleeing. So, anyway, uh, the East Coast, uh, Gerilyn Goldfinger on on Long Island and uh, had a doctor in uh, the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina and then further on down to Petaluma. 
to Florida. I got a, maybe I didn't drink enough coffee this morning, but I'm kind of, this is orange juice, by the way. <clears throat> uh, the Edgewater, Florida area. Amelia Beamer, and then across on the other side of Florida, Nelson and Alice, and then over to Arizona, my brother Brandon and his wife Mina, and uh, their daughter Andrea, who my niece, she's a nurse down there, and I forget the name of the hospital, but geez, take care of yourself. We are not out of the woods just yet, as far as this COVID-19 thing goes. And then also in uh, the southern part of Arizona, Karina um, Hilliard down in Patagonia, the uh, animal control technician. She, If you call up animal control in Patagonia and you got a snake curled up in your kitchen, she's the one that will get rid of it. Okay, over to L.A., uh, Jackie and Wayne Kolar, and then going up the coast to Petaluma. Damn it, I did it again. Uh, Pacifica, mm. Stan and Kathy Gustafson, and then further on up, uh, Rich and Kathy Berger. We've got to go out and have that beer soon to celebrate your birthday. Uh, Sebastopol, Rich and Kathy Berger. Um, over to Sacramento, um, Mickey Huff, godfather of uh, Project Censored, um, his show. Uh, was yesterday from 1 to 2 on KPCA, this station, and then it's going to be repeated again uh, over at KPFA 94.1 in uh, Berkeley uh, from 1 to 2 on Friday. So listen in. Uh, Mickey Huff has a, a lot of good guests and a lot of good topics, and uh, I am not in 100% complete agreement with him. Uh, you know, uh, we talk about things uh, via, you know, emails and f Facebook messages and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, he is quite lefty, and nothing wrong with that. I'm quite lefty, maybe even more lefty than he is, maybe even more lefty than Amelia Beamer is down in Florida. Okay. Uh, the Sonora crowd. I got some uh, bad news that uh, Bob Fisher uh, took a spill um, a couple of days ago, uh, a face plant on his uh, floor. I'm going to have to give him a call uh, today or tomorrow and uh, find out how he's doing. Anyway, uh, Bob and Sandy Fisher and uh, their daughter Martha Fisher, who is a nurse and she's taking care of her dad, and uh, Brad Fisher, Dara Larson, Judy May, uh, Leonidas Maciel, and then down in Mexico City, uh, Rosie Lopez Negrete, and then locally, Narimon. Happy birthday, Narimon. We are really going to have to have a glass of wine. I think I've been saying that for, I don't know, 10 or 12 shows now. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, locally, uh, Tom and Nancy throw. Um, and, uh, oh, boy, I'm over in Stockton. Uh, 
Kathy Clark listens in every now and then. Oh, in Sacramento, I forgot Dave and Rosie Takach. And um, let's see, who else, who else, who else, who else listens in? Uh, Yvonne Santos down in uh, San Francisco listens in once in a while. And then uh, Kevin and Lori Burke up in Gatari. Okay, I think I've got everybody. Okay, uh, onward with the show. The goodest news in the whole wide world. I ran across this uh, uh, medical article in uh, you know researching things that I research, and I've been saying all along, uh, at the end of my show and periodically uh, other times too, that uh, be sure to pet your cats. Well. Here we go. The goodest news in the whole wide world. Having a long-term pet companion will delay memory loss and other cognitive declines. Uh, pet ownership was especially beneficial for uh, working verbal memory. You know, occasionally I slip and uh, forget certain words like... Uh, <laughs> I confused briefly uh, YouTube with Facebook. Uh, the YouTube people can see me now, um, and this is being recorded for radio broadcast this Sunday, the oh god, the sixth uh, at nine p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, back on the East Coast, it's midnight back there. But anyway, uh, back to uh, pets. Uh, Jennifer Applebaum, who's a sociology PhD candidate and a National Institute of Health postdoc fellow at the University of Florida. Uh, this study will be presented this April at the uh, American Academy of Neurology, their 74th annual meeting. Uh, stress and cortisol reduction and blood pressure reduction all can be achieved with uh, pet ownership. I would argue that uh, cat ownership uh, is, you know, the top rung of that. So anyway, uh, I'm making a concerted effort to include good news in this uh broadcast of the Midnight Skeptic. Um, so this is, um, who it's good news, but it, it is also referring back to some really, really bad news. Okay. The Dallas, Dallas, Texas district attorney defies the mega MAGA head governor Greg Abbott saying that he will not prosecute parents whose children receive transgender youth care, medical care, hormones and um, puberty blockers and all that. I have, I'm going to have more to say about that uh, in a little bit in the show. Uh, let's see, he said that on February 21st, 21st, on uh, President's Day, okay, um, on Monday, I'm sorry, the, the DA didn't say this on President's Day, February 21st, 
Governor Greg Abbott said this on President's Day, February 21st. Uh, he instructed the state's Department of Family and Protective Services, the DFPS, to investigate transgender youth and prosecute their parents as child abusers. And, uh, of course, Greg Abbott is a Republican. And I've said uh, on other shows that Republican politicians are the meanest, cruelest, not to mention most ignorant politicians in this country. Anyway, uh, Greg Abbott said he is calling on citizens to report parents of, of transgender kids for abuse. And this is a quote. Those who fail to report instances of minors receiving gender-affirming medical care could face criminal penalties. I... Please, Texas voters, get rid of this guy. Uh, vote for Beto O'Rourke. Um, Greg Abbott, if he wins another term as governor, Texas is going to be a true uh, dystopia. I've, I've said on many shows that... Uh, Republicans are hell-bent on turning this entire country into a, a cruel dystopia. Mm. I, I don't know what their reasoning is or what motivates them to be as cruel and, and bullying as they are. Excuse me, I gotta take a swip. I, I'm... I'm a couple of days beyond getting over uh, a small outbreak of a cold or flu. I'm not sure what it is that I had, but I took a, uh, a COVID test, and it's negative. I don't have COVID. Excuse me. Okay. Okay, I just finished the quote from... Uh, Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton stated that allowing minors to receive transition care, such as puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery, is child abuse under state law. Well, um, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has been under indictment for seriously about four or five years for uh, securities fraud. Um, what is holding this up? The, uh, the United States uh, Attorney General should proceed with getting this guy convicted. Okay. Uh all right, onward with the show. Okay, on this topic, uh, meaning transgender kids, uh, we have a winner of the meanest, most ignorant Republican cultist 
Ta-da! And the winner is U.S. Senate candidate from Missouri, Vicki Hartzler. Uh, Twitter, bless their hearts, has suspended her account. Um, and I, I welcome her to the Orange Sociopathic Bloat Bags Suspension Club. Uh, she said, and this is just one of the things that prompted Twitter to suspend her. She said, women's sports are for women, not men pretending to be women. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about this uh, transgender trans women in sports things on a number of shows. I'm not going to go into it in depth right now, but uh, on a future show, I'm reading a book now that I just got uh, three or four days ago. It's called, uh, oh boy, uh, Testosterone, an Unauthorized Biography. Okay, and uh, I will go into the book review of that in a little bit, but they devote a couple of chapters to the subject of um, testosterone levels in athletes' bodies, both male and female athletes. Anyway, I'll go into that uh, a, a little bit on a future show. Okay, um, GOP tax on Trans kids are proceeding apace. Cruelty knows no bounds. Okay, uh, another topic. Um, this is good, and I put in parentheses in my notes here, or bad news. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what category this falls into uh, yet, but Oklahoma Senator James Inhoff is retiring from the Senate. He's a Republican, of course. Uh, his most memorable stunt um, in an attempt to convince his Senate colleagues and the Oklahoma MAGA head public that climate change was not happening, uh, he be there was snow on the ground in Washington, D.C. in winter. To prove it, he brought a snowball onto the Senate floor. Oh, boy, what a scientist. Uh, he was ranked uh, as the fifth most conservative senator in 2019. That was Nick going upstairs to his room. Uh, he was ranked as the fifth most conservative senator in 2019 behind only... Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Mike Brown of Indiana, and the most vomit-inducing senator that we have, Texas Ted Cruz, the guy who tried to flee to Cancun when Texas was having uh, all those power outages uh, last winter. Oh, well. Okay. <sighs> I, I need another sip of orange juice here. 
Excuse me. All right. Good news. Good news. Former Glynn County, Georgia District Attorney. You know, uh, I've got an echo in these headphones, and uh, sometimes it screws up my flow of my uh, presentation, such as it is. Okay, let me start this one again. Former Glynn County of Georgia District Attorney Jackie Johnson was indicted on uh, counts of obstruction and violating her oath of office in her response to the murder of Ahmad Arbery. Okay, by three Georgia MAGA head crackers. The three were just convicted of federal hate crimes after their conviction on murder charges of Ahmed Arbery by a nearly all-white jury. Okay, the former uh, Brunswick district attorney who told police not to arrest the three killers, she turned herself in at the Glen. County Sheriff's Office seven months ago. Nothing has been scheduled in legal proceedings since then. Uh, Greg, um, oh shoot, my handwriting strikes again. Oh, okay. Greg McMichael, um, he's the dad of the younger McMichael, and um, the the third guy was their neighbor. Anyway, uh, Greg McMichael, whose video was released to the press two months after Arbery's murder, worked at one time in Jackie Johnson's office, And she tried to sweep this whole thing under the rug. Uh, Wanda Cooper-Jones, who's uh, Ahmed's mother, was the driving force behind the eventual trial. I mean, it took long enough as it was to have the trial. Attorney for Ahmed's family, Ben Crump, said after the three crackers were found guilty of federal hate crimes, quote, you covered up a hate crime. Jackie Johnson, you're next. All right. I hope that she is convicted and, um, you know, a lady friend to all crackers. That's, That's her. Okay, another good news. Um, Democrats in Colorado defeated three Republican anti-abortion bills last Wednesday during a health insurance, health and an insurance committee meeting. One bill, a personhood bill, would uh, term an abortion as murder of a person, even a just fertilized egg. Um, 
it subjects Colorado judges to impeachment or removal if a judge enjoins, stays, or overrules anti-abortion laws. The bills were voted down four to seven, uh, with Republicans speaking in favor of the bills, comparing abortion to, oh God, are you ready for this? Comparing abortion to the Holocaust and slavery. Republicans and abortion, there is really only one issue in this whole thing about abortion. The issue is, who controls women's bodies, the state or women themselves? Personally, I trust women to make decisions that are right for themselves. Okay. And um, I've, I've done segments on this show way back when on the abortion issue. But really, you know, when does a heartbeat start? Can fetuses feel pain? None of that matters. There is only one issue. Who controls women's bodies? Republicans would like them to control women's bodies. In that way, they are like uh, Islamic fundamentalists. Mm. Okay, another sip of orange juice. And a quick time check. Mm. Okay, plenty of time. Okay, yes... There is voter fraud going on, but it's Republicans doing it. The Miami Herald newspaper uh, spoke with more than 140 voters. Nearly all of them had their party affiliation changed by Republican canvassers without their permission. Most were in lower-income neighborhoods, uh, specifically Hialeah and Little Havana housing projects. Records show that all of the party change paperwork was submitted by GOP canvassers. And um, Republican is the answer to the question, is nothing sacred? Is democracy the best way to run a country? Well, uh, to talk to Republicans, it, that, that none of that matters. They just want power. Uh, above all, they want their orange sociopathic bloat bag to be back in power. Okay, more good news. Um <laughs> This is kind of funny also. So how about that far-right trucker convoy to Washington, D.C. to protest? To protest, um, well, I'm not really sure what they're protesting. Um, all I know is they keep saying they, they want their freedom and their liberty. If they want to 
catch COVID and not be vaccinated, that should be their choice. I guess that's what they're, you know, they're just jerks. Okay, they planned, these truckers, they planned to imitate the less than successful Canadian trucker convoy to Ottawa, protesting, uh, protesting, well, I'm not quite sure what the Canadian truckers were protesting other than, you know, you have to get vaccinated. You also have to wear seat belts. You also have to obey a speed law. So how's that for taking away your liberty and your freedom? Uh, uh. Okay. Um Canadian government trying to get everyone vaccinated. That's what they were protesting. Uh, about 90% uh, of the truckers were vaxxed anyway. And the Teamsters Union discouraged the convoy protest. In, uh, in Washington, D.C., the Capitol fence was put back up, and the local National Guard unit was put on alert. No need. The right-wing farce didn't show up. The pro-convoy rally at the Washington Monument, uh, it was permitted for 500 attendees, drew a, a few dozen reporters and news camera persons Nationwide protest against mandates and for freedom and liberty, they're fast fading out. Um, and you know, we can kind of dismiss the MAGA head protesters. Okay, that's good news. It, it was an utter laughable failure. Uh Okay, here is, oh man, uh, I put this down as good news, but it's horrible little bit of news. Okay, good news. The House of Representatives uh, passed the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill, uh, or act, uh, which would make lynching a federal hate crime. It was not unanimous due to three Republican cultists voting against it. And these guys are Chip Roy of Texas, Tom Massey of Kentucky, and Andy Clyde of Georgia, three politician crackers, or if I've ever heard them, they're Trumpers all, of course, wanting their orange sociopathic bloat bag to resume his, I don't know, his, his power. Okay. Uh, Another bit of good news. Okay. Activism grows in response to school book bans, and it's Republicans that are doing that. Um, Stefana Farrell, F E R R E L L, of Florida, 
became an activist when the Orange County, Florida, uh, school board decided to remove the book Gender Queer, a Memoir by Maya Kobabe. And I've talked about her book. Uh, she's a, a local um, personage. Uh, she's 31 now, but she went to Petaluma High School and wrote a... Um, a graphic novel about her growing up in rural Petaluma and uh, the difficulties of uh, it's difficult being a teenager anyway under the best of circumstances but she was um, her parents were very supportive of her uh, but uh growing up and having issues with your own identity, with your own sexuality, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, she wrote about it. She bared her soul in this graphic novel. And I read it. I bought it because, because it was banned in a, a lot of Republican-controlled school boards and counties and all of that. Okay, I'm riffing again. Um, okay, uh, Stefana Farrell became an activist when she began reading about all of these book bannings uh, from high school libraries and in some cases public libraries. And so she founded, good for her, the Florida Freedom to Read Project. According to PIN America, which is a a book um, organization and writer's organization. That, and one of the things they do is they track legislation around the country. Dozens of Republican bills that restrict classroom reading and discussion are being passed. And um, again, the ACLU is getting involved with this. Good for them. Um, but this is the kind of dystopia that Republican politicians would foist off on this country. Republicans will tell us what we can read and what we can't read and what kind of medical treatment you can get and not get. Please, uh, I, I've, I say this over and over again. Um, the 2022 election is coming up. Please, please um, vote out all, absolutely all Republicans, even the ones that are semi-reasonable, um, and be activists and, and help get out the vote for your local Democratic politician that's running. Okay. I don't know. Okay, a bit more good news. Uh, good parents resist Texas Governor Greg Abbott, the Republican governor, his mean-spirited, cruel attacks on trans kids. As some families in Texas prepare for worst-case scenarios, the ACLU and the Lambda Legal have sued Abbott to prevent the Texas state 
Massachusetts um, child welfare agency from investigating parents seeking gender-affirming care for their children. God, Texas is uh, getting to be a uh, preview of the national dystopia if we don't get rid of Republicans. Yesterday, yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. Okay, yesterday, which is uh, March 2nd, um, the Texas uh, Department of Family uh, Protective Services received three reports, and uh, they're anonymous reports. They're not online, so I don't know who reported these. Um, they received, um, you know, three reports alleging abuse or neglect based on gender-affirming care for minors. The reports came after Attorney General Ken Paxton issued a legal opinion on February 18th saying that transgender medical care for minors, such as puberty blockers and hormone treatment, is child abuse. And Governor Greg Abbott told the uh, uh, Department of uh, Family Protective Services to investigate parents of trans children. Governor Abbott, a Republican, also directed other state agencies to investigate licensed medical facilities uh, that prescribe gender-affirming treatments for trans youth, saying that doctors, nurses, and teachers should report instances of trans kids receiving such care. Um, I don't know why anybody would move into the state of Texas is just beyond me. Okay, the ACLU and Lambda Legal filed a lawsuit against Abbott and the Texas Department of Family Protective Services. A judge granted a temporary restraining order to halt such investigations. Now, upcoming on March 11th, there's going to be a court hearing, uh, and the judge will decide at that time to um, permanently block these horrible investigations of, um, you know, parents of trans kids. Uh. Okay. Um, Time check again. Okay. Transgender and non-binary leaders tell federal court trans people deserve joy at any age. Now, okay, I'm going to do a bit of reading uh, of this article. I'm holding it up for the benefit of the YouTube people. Okay, um, 
in uh, 2021, Arkansas, now this is like a year ago, uh, in 2021, Arkansas, which is um, every bit as bad as Texas as far as Republican dystopia goes. Anyway, okay, I'm riffing again. Okay, in 2021, Arkansas passed a law banning gender-affirming health care for trans young people. This discriminatory law not, would not only prohibit health care professionals from providing or referring trans young people under 18 for medically necessary health care. It would also allow private insurers to refuse to cover gender-affirming care for trans people of any age. It, if, if it is allowed to go into effect, the law will undermine the mental, emotional, and physical health of transgender and non-binary people across the state. That's what Republicans want. They want uh, the mental, emotional, and physical health of transgender people to be undermined. That's the whole point of this, to make life as difficult and icky as possible. That's, you know, one of the things that Republicans chuckle about. Okay, though the ACLU has won a temporary pause on uh, Arkansas health care ban, the fight continues in federal appeals court and in state houses around the country. Hello, Texas. Uh, which is why trans stories are so important. Well, Arkansas is the first and so far only state to pass such legislation, similar bills have been introduced in over 30 states around the country. Uh, all of them, I would imagine, are introduced by Republicans. An amazing 58 transgender and non-binary adults, including Elliot Page, activists, Miss Major Griffin Gracie, media personality Jazz Jennings, State Senator Sarah McBride, and filmmaker um, Lily Wachowski have stood up in defense of ACLU's clients. They shared their stories in a friend of the court amicus brief filed by the Transgender Legal Defense and Educational Fund. Okay, that's the TLDEF. Okay, the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund. Okay, and um, okay, it gives the name of the law firm that's helping with this. Uh, in support of plaintiffs in the ACLU case in the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals in the Eighth Circuit. The actual case name is Brant v. Rutledge. Okay, um, these uh, activists and uh, personalities um, read their stories below about how gender-affirming care has changed their lives for the better. Well, that's not what Republicans want. They don't want their lives changed for the better. They want them to 
crawl back under the rocks that Republicans believe they came from. Excuse me. <laughs> Another sip of orange juice. All right. Trans young people know who they are. North Carolina raised film producer Rise Ernst remembers, quote, one of my earliest conscious memories in which I felt the most alive and like myself was at age three, when I realized quite clearly that I was a boy. I felt a strong jolt of purpose and belonging, claiming that identity for myself. Jazz Jennings from Florida, now a 21-year-old uh, student, started gender-affirming treatment when she began puberty and then went on to receive gender-affirming hormones. She told the court how having a typical female puberty helped her. Quote, I developed alongside my peers as a female teenager. I was able to lead a happy childhood because I was able to live as the girl I knew I was. Well, that's not what Republicans want. They don't want trans kids to lead a happy childhood. Mm. Okay, noted transgender activist Major Griffin Gracie an Arkansas resident who is now over 70, first began receiving gender-affirming care in the form of hormones when she was 16 years old. Okay, she, she's 70 now, or, or last year when this article was written. Um, so it was like 1950? Oh, boy, my math. Uh, uh, 1970. Jeez. Think, Dave. God bless. Okay. In uh, 1970, she was uh, 16 years old, and uh, which is very unusual to receive um, gender-affirming hormones uh, back in those days. Okay. Uh, while the discrimination she has faced as a transgender woman has made her life challenging, she reflects that receiving hormone treatment as a teen, quote, made life easier than it would have been. Okay, uh, Miss Major uh, joined the trans youth who are uh, suing the state of Arkansas for the uh, district court hearing in this case. Okay. Um, okay, this is a breaking news. Uh, this is like a year old. Uh, Arkansas trans health ban has been blocked by the court. We won't rest until this cruel and unconstitutional law has been struck down for good. Uh, okay, gender-affirming care cemented uh, Beckwith Major's relationship with his father. 
quote, a gender-affirming therapist helped our whole family come to terms with what was happening and I think helped my dad the most, he told um, TLDEF. Uh, Still, quote, before he passed, he loved and accepted me totally and would even send me cards saying things like, Happy birthday, son. Uh, While his transition began in adulthood, Elliot Page agreed, sharing how his life completely changed once he was able to receive top surgery, meaning breast removal. Still quote from uh, Elliot Page, I couldn't believe the amount of energy I had, ideas, how my imagination flourished because the constant discomfort and pain around that aspect of my body was gone, Elliot Page told the court. Okay, Team USA athlete Chris Mosier, uh, capital M-O-S-I-E-R, recalled his first triathlon race after top surgery as a moment of gender euphoria. Of course, Republicans don't want that. Quote, the feeling of being able to run freely in a body that more closely matched the way I've always seen myself was overwhelming. Hmm. And he goes on, uh, my best advocacy is waking up every day and living an awesome life. Okay, uh, to wrap this up, overall, the story told by this incredible array of transgender and non-binary supporters is that the treatment for gender dysphoria gender affirmation, works. Cecilia Gentili, a 49-year-old small business owner and transgender rights advocate, first received self-managed gender-affirming care at age 17, which she said was great and changed her life, but would have been even more beneficial if she had been able to obtain it through a doctor rather than on her own, Gentili told the court. Quote, transgender youth know who they are and they know what they need. Our job is to listen to them. Okay. Um, one last thing. Um, I seem to pick on southern states a lot, uh, especially when it comes to CRT. Um, And bad things have happened all over our country. And um, I consider myself a patriot, and I love my country. With all of its flaws, uh, our country is the best place on earth uh, to live. Uh, Maybe uh, 
yeah, uh, Denmark and Sweden and Norway and Finland maybe are giving us a run for our money. If, if I had to move somewhere, uh, it would be to one of those Nordic countries. But anyway, um, there have been, okay, aside from slavery and Chinese exclusion acts and uh, laws against intermarriage here in California uh, between Mexicans and whites, we had those laws. There's a lot of things that are wrong with California. And here's one of them. And I'm not afraid to mention them. Another time check. Okay, got to get this out quick. Okay, the Midnight Skeptic is not hesitant to call out California and our own horrible history. Okay, aside from the Chinese Exclusion Act and um, massacres of Indians. Uh, okay, this is more recent. Okay, the untold history of World War II. And uh, Franklin Roosevelt's um, executive order number, oh, I'm having a brain freeze on the number of it, 1099, I think, that, okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, it was the roundup of Japanese uh, citizens and shipping them off to concentration camps. Now, I've had some people object to my use of the words concentration camps, uh, but that's the only thing in my mind that you can call them. Um, the, the people that objected to that thinks it takes away from the real concentration camps in World War II that were run by the Nazis and the Holocaust, et cetera, et cetera. But um, these roundup places like Manzanar, uh, in my mind, were concentration camps. Uh, orange juice sip. Okay. Uh, in Hawaii, the Japanese were not rounded up and placed in concentration camps. In California and the West Coast, they were. Why the difference? Okay, here's the answer. This guy named, and I've got to look this guy up and see what the real story behind him is. Austin Anson, A-N-S-O-N. He was of the uh, Salinas Vegetable Growers and Shippers Association. Uh, only hours after the uh, Japanese attack at Pearl Harbor on December 7th, he made a beeline for Washington, D.C. Uh, why, might you think? He agitated for the roundup of Japanese um, because um, they were very efficient vegetable farmers, especially in the Salinas Valley. And uh, he wanted them rounded up so that they could Take the land of the Japanese farmers. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, 
he headed to Washington and wove lies about Japanese-American sabotage and urged the federal government to evacuate people of Japanese descent. Now, I don't think, and I don't know this for sure, I don't know that he talked to uh, Franklin Roosevelt directly or any of the his cabinet members, but uh, a lot of his lies must have uh, seeped into the administration of Franklin Roosevelt. Anyway, uh, evacuate people of Japanese descent. Okay, he told the Saturday Evening Post, which was a, a magazine back then, uh, quote, we're charged with wanting, oh, excuse me, quote, we're charged with wanting to get rid of the Japs for selfish reasons. We might as well be honest. We do. If all the Japs were removed tomorrow, we'd never miss them in two weeks. Because the white farmers can take over and produce everything the Jap grows. And we do not want them back when the war ends either. Unquote. Yes, America needs all of its stories, especially those that tell less well-known truths. It's horrible. I, on a future show, I'm going to research this guy. I just ran across this, like in today's newspaper. Okay. Okay, I got to play my uh, out music. <laughs> You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access and remember think critically think logically but live joyously and most importantly pet your cats okay um i'm over 58 minutes so i know that uh as far as kpcalp 103.3 fm uh, i've been cut off but I'm still here on, uh, on uh, YouTube, but, but this is it. I will see you guys uh, next week, and I'll probably record the show Wednesday or Thursday, just like I'm doing now. And uh, I'm, I emphasize the importance of petting your cats. <laughs>